from Cooley Cap, Kim Cable. Thank you very much for talking with us uh, this morning, Kim. I appreciate it. I know that that uh, the homeless situation, I hate to think of it that way, but uh, helping the homeless is not an easy thing to do. There are still a ton of people who think that the homeless are all drug addicts and alcoholics and all they really want is a free place to live or some free food. Give me enough money to buy my next uh, uh, bottle of booze or my next hit of drugs, and that's all I want to do, and I'm happy to live over there at Huska. If you want to give me a hotel, that's fine too, whatever. But, uh, but I, I like getting the free stuff. How many people, how many homeless people do you think fall into that category? Uh, I, I can't give you a number on well, that, Mike, but no. I will tell you that most people do not choose to be homeless. That's so. what I was looking for, right. People that are homeless I mean, aren't doing it because they want to be homeless. No. Do you know the conditions that were down at Huska? Tents were getting flooded in the summertime. There was violence. Uh, you know, there was no laundry or uh, facilities to make a meal, things like that. That is not an enjoyable way to live. No, I get it. Oh, well, and I hear also from people who volunteer with uh, a number of uh, organizations that they find in talking with homeless that, uh, you know, this person right here is uh, absolutely welcome, willing, and would love a job, but can't get one uh, because they don't have a residence, they don't have an address, and uh, I can't hire you unless I know where you live. And living in a tent doesn't count. And how do you get a good uh, night's sleep to prepare yourself for work the next morning? Right. Or you do keep how do you take a shower and keep your clothes clean so that you can present that work in a, a favorable manner i mean there's lots of reasons why that person is not going to be very successful in a job if they don't have a roof over their head above and beyond finding a, a, a roof what else are the organizations doing to try and help these uh, individuals who find themselves homeless for whatever reason uh, get out of that situation. They're not all drug addicts and alcoholics. Other people, for whatever, uh, an unfortunate situation, find themselves homeless temporarily. Mental health issues and so forth. Are there uh, enough organizations trying to help people in that area? Well, I think we have a lot of organizations locally that are working together to combat homelessness. However, most of the organizations are fully strapped or overburdened yeah. now, uh, especially with the sharp increase of, of homelessness that we've seen since COVID hit. So we're, we're not unlike other communities that have seen sharp spikes in homelessness. So um, we actually need more people who are going to come to ta- the table to help us resolve this situation. And, and nonprofits alone can't do the work. They've been doing this work uh, for many, many years and um, don't have all the resources that we need to house every single person who's homeless right now. So, uh, yeah, if we had an unlimited pot of money, could we get people into housing? Absolutely. But it is a process. It takes time. Uh, people need to get connected with other resources, such as, health care, mental health care, um, you know, they, people need to get connected with some people don't have phones. Uh, people need help getting connected with, you know, food share and badger care and all those kinds of things. So 
um, besides just a roof over their head, there's some support services that need to be in place if people are going to be successful. Is it uh, is it helpful when the federal government uh, gives a community uh, like uh, Lacrosse uh, money to use? to help the homeless, and then they decide what they're going to do, like a million dollars came to the city of La Crosse, and La Crosse decided to buy a hotel and make it a temporary homeless. Would uh, would the community have been better uh, su- suited if the city of La Crosse gave that million dollars to the organizations that are in the trenches working specifically expertise to try and help the homeless? Well, the city isn't standing alone on this project. The agencies are going to support it. Oh, sure. Um, I, I think the city is trying to uh, find a solution in a relatively quick manner to help folks who are going to be homeless when the Econo Lodge closes on April 1st. And so even with if you gave Cooley Camp a million dollars, could we house 100 people by April? No. It's the process. We have to find landlords to work with us. The other thing about the Maple Grove situation is that when it's not needed as a shelter any longer, the units will be converted into permanent housing for folks, which we can always use in this community. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tiny homes. I mean, yeah. Uh, Oh, well, I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to. Permanent housing is always a goal, isn't it? To get someone who is homeless into a, a, a temporary shelter so you're not cold, but a permanent house, like uh, I've heard about the uh, pallet project or tiny home projects in other communities. I know there are organizations and the city and county itself working on that kind of very long-term solution. Right. We have a severe lack of affordable housing in this community in most communities across the nation. Um, that's one of the biggest factors leading to homelessness is that there is not enough housing for people who are living in poverty. And so what, even if you do have an income when you're homeless and if you can't afford the rent, it's not going to happen. Um, the idea of pallet shelters, that is not permanent housing. That's a no. shelter right, right. program. I wasn't I sure. Mean, there, There are tiny home projects where people live in little individual homes that have plumbing and so forth. That could be considered permanent housing for sure. Right. And maybe a project like that uh, on a piece of property where a number of those homes could be, there could be a whole tiny home neighborhood and uh, those individuals then have a job. They live there. They have pride of ownership. They take care of the property because it's theirs. And then after whatever, a period of time, because they're paying rent, they uh, own that tiny home. And that's why they want to plant flowers and be happy. Yeah, there's there's a tiny home community in Madison that's very successful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, can it be done? Yes. We, we need a place to put it. We need money to build it. Um, so, again, it's a matter of resources. Right. Resources and the space, Kim Cable, uh, it always comes down to that. I appreciate you spending time with us uh, this morning. Thank you very much. I hope we can do it again sometime soon when we've got questions. I know you've got the answers, and I appreciate you being honest with us this morning so we all understand a little more uh, that the homeless population in La Crosse is not just a bunch of people 
who are drug addicts and alcoholics. Uh, and as Kim pointed out, the vast majority of them, maybe all of them, I, it's hard, all is an absolute, the vast majority do not want to be homeless. Whether you're a seasoned chef or just starting your culinary journey, Cooley Region Cooks is your new podcast resource. Discover new techniques. Hear from local culinary heroes who are mastering the art of the kitchen. Join us every Thursday morning at 10 on WIZM. Stream your favorite cooking tips, local chef interviews, and mouth-watering recipes on the WIZM app. Or find us on your favorite podcast platform. Stay updated and engaged by following us on Facebook. Just search Cooley Region Cooks today.